Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Two in URFM's Health and Wellbeing. For our sponsor, Mullen Natural Health Centre, Hamilton. And Peter Mullen, welcome in again. And uh, what's on the agenda today? Well, Jane, I thought with um, Christmas or summer, you know, getting talking about um, or summer, Christmas coming up, you know, we may be tempted to be drinking other liquids at this time of year. So I thought it's a good time to just refresh why drinking water. Water is pretty much the only thing we should be drinking. It might not be the hottest day today, but certainly we've had some hot days and we know it's going to get warmer. Yeah, look, absolutely. And, um, you know, we should be drinking water all year round and, and making sure we're drinking enough water. Um, but some are coming up, particularly for elderly people and kids. You know, I see a lot of kids in practice that just generally don't drink water. And I think a common mistake we can make as parents is introducing our kids to, to you know, cordial or, or fruit juice or even milk. You know, and kids sort of thinking that if they're going to have something to drink, they'd rather have something that's either sweet or, in the case of milk, it's more of a food. So, you know, kids come into the practice and I'll say to them, you know, what are, what are little monkeys in the wild drink? And they say water. And I say, well, what should little children be drinking? And they say, oh, cordial. <laughs> so, yeah, so water and, and encouraging. It's a big thing with kids' health is to encourage them to drink water right from the start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with water, not all water is created equal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, ideally water should be consumed in the most natural state possible. Our body's made up to 60% of water. And um, I always say it's a bit like um, having goldfish. Your cells are a bit like goldfish in a goldfish tank. If you don't replace the water, you're not going to get the maximum out of your cell function. Mm-hmm. And we need water for so many things in the body. We, we produce, you know, quite a bit of digestive acid and um, we produce a lot of bile every day. So all of these liquids need to be replaced and replenished. Um, you know, the first organ affected by dehydration is our liver. Uh-huh. So interestingly, for a lot of people that get headaches, um, fatigue, um, even things like brain fog, um, can be aggravated by being de- dehydrated. Because if you imagine the liver's like a pool filter, if you're, and when you're 20, it's like that pool filter's brand new. It doesn't matter what you throw into the water, the next day it's all beautiful and clean. Um, as we get older, that filter doesn't work as well. And if you're dehydrated, if you're drinking lots of coffee, or alcohol, both of which are diuretics, they actually accentuate your dehydration. Um, then your liver's blood's going to be more concentrated, liver's going to work harder, you're going to feel the effects of that. So, coffee, tea, and alcohol all contain water, but that yeah, we is don't negation. count those in your in your in your water quota for the day, unfortunately. Okay. So, um, what is our water quota for the day? <laughs> well, look, various various thoughts about that. I I sort of stick with the eight glasses or two liters as a general rule. Um, you know, there's other, other ideas out there, but I always think, you know, always check out or go by the colour of your wee. You know, your urine will always be yellow or more concentrated in the morning, but ideally if you're drinking enough water sh- during the day, it should be nearly clear by lunchtime mm. and should sort of stay fairly clear till you go to bed, ideally. Mm. 
Okay, so that's that's how how we tell. Yeah, so every and that's so what you know. It is. It's easy enough to do. Like all the work sites have that, mm -hmm. you know, have the signs up in the toilets, inviting everybody to check their wee. So I think it's a good thing to do. <laughs> yes, I suppose, especially if you're working out of doors, you probably Absolutely. lose a lot more water. And we lose we lose a lot of the reason why our urine's more concentrated in the morning is we actually lose quite a bit of fluid while we're asleep mm -hmm. through respiration and even through perspiration as well. So. Yeah, mm. so a okay. good way to start the day. And for kids, you know, one of the best ways to turn their brain on in the morning is to get them to have a, you know, big glass of water first thing, you know, as soon as their feet hits the floor because the brain's the second August, second organ, second organ that's going to be affected by dehydration. Okay, and does that work for adults as well? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, with a bit of lemon in it for adults. So there, is, uh, there are all sorts of waters. We're going out into the hills, we're going to find a nice mountain spring and we're going to get ourselves uh, two litres of water every day. That's we? option one. <laughs> okay. Option one, if you can find somewhere where there's no pollution. So otherwise we're looking at tap water, bottled water or filtered water. Mm -hmm. And um, we're so fortunate in Australia and in, in the Western world that we have access to clean, fresh water. You mm -hmm. know, you only have to turn a tap on and you get... Um, beautiful clean water comes away so we're very fortunate and you know there's a there's one of the challenges though with tap water is that as much as it's very well regulated what goes into the water um, to get water from uh, a dam sort of state like Grahamstown Dam to the water quality that is not going to have bacteria or viruses or protozoa um, in it um, and mini minimal chemical um, contamination you know they're going to have to add chemicals back into that you know such as chlorine particularly and um, while most people may be able to process and detox that chlorine okay you know for a lot of my patients that have thyroid issues there's quite a bit of concern about chlorine competing with um, thyroid hormone for binding sites um, so you know I'm, I'm a big fan of trying to get this great water that we get access to but then take these extra chemicals out and water in Australia has been shown to contain um, uh, chemicals such as um, chlorine um, aluminium is often used in the process to remove um, other contaminants mm -hmm. but they're leaving behind small res residual particles mm -hmm. now all of these levels in our water are you know under the um, current Australian safety standards However, for people particularly that have um, poor health, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, thyroid issues or really sensitive health issues, even a small amount of these chemicals is going to do harm. And I think, you know, for babies and, and growing kids, I think it's important to try and get that water as clean as possible. Mm. Um, fluoride, and there's a bit of debate around about fluoride that, you know, maybe we should be able to get enough from our toothpaste and the, the, and the dentist rather than having to add it in our water supply. Um, and nitrates. Um, from um, um, chemical contaminants, um, pesticides, pesticides, and nitrates by themselves may be harmless, but they can convert in tap water to nitrites, which can be potentially problematic. Um, also, the other thing, we were up at um, um, Brisbane last weekend and talking to some chemists up there doing a bit of a lab tour for one of our product suppliers, and he was saying that you know he's had a look at Brisbane water, particularly after... Um, there's been a lot of rain and he said that you know there's a high level of um, pesticides and contaminants that may not always be screened or cleared effectively as what they should so he recommended that he would definitely be um, using a filter of some description if he lived in Brisbane so you know not saying that's what happens down here but after heavy rains after floods 
you know, there's a lot more runoff and things are going to end up in our water supply that might slip through the cracks. Bruce from Jules has rung in and uh, he's got a query about electrolyte water. Now, do you understand what he's uh, talking about there, Peter? Um, I, I'm not 100% sure. I imagine it might be like a rehydration formula. Okay. You know, like an electrolyte after sport or training. Mm -hmm. And um, if that is the case, then yes, if someone's doing a lot of um, physical activity, if they're perspiring a lot, it is worthwhile mm -hmm. looking at your electrolyte balance. I'm probably not a big fan for some of the commercial products the that drinks. have a lot of, yeah, mm. sports drinks have a lot of sugar, um, sometimes have artificial sweeteners if they don't have sugar, often will have colours. And um, I, so I don't, I'd steer clear of products like that. There are a few really good products on the market um, used by triathletes that have a more, um, have a, um, contain elements like magnesium, um, can't mention names on air, but there's a few really good ones around that don't have the additives and preservatives. For a lot of people, I'm a big fan of, um, if you if you are training a lot, you know, and, and you're okay with salt, adding Celtic sea salt, half a teaspoon to a litre of water first thing in the morning if you, if you are going to train. Um, and I quite like a lot of the colloidal mineral mm -hmm. formulas where the minerals come from... Um, petrified swamps basically so you get trace elements in easily digested and absorbable forms and i think that goes a long way towards ensuring that your bases are covered mm. um gives and you then, the electrolytes you need absolutely mm. so i'd sort of try and get it more more from like more natural sources but if someone was training a lot i'd look into some of the better quality mm. um re rehydration formulas excellent now um let's uh, well that usually comes in bottles but let's have a look at bottled water yeah. generally not necessarily with the electrolytes added um, how does that go in comparison with tap water? Well, bottled water, again, it's become a convenience thing. You know, when companies like, um, well, I can't mention company names, but com big companies that have a dark liquid in a, in a glass <laughs> bottle then put out water, you know that water is obviously a, a viable commercial product. Um, the challenge may be where the water's come from as well. You know, does it come from a spring or does it come from, you know, is it rebottled from somewhere else? Um, the challenge is, you know, not knowing where that water's come from in the first place, but then also putting it into the plastic bottles. You know, and the theory is that the softer the plastic bottle, um, the more likely you are to be absorbing chemicals such as um, BPA or bis bisphenol A, which is a synthetic hormone disruptor used to make plastics. And um, BPA has been linked to a lot of serious health conditions, um, anything to do with hormonal balance, uh, altered immune system function, um, increased risk, risk of obesity, learning difficulties even. Um, so, and with hot bottled water, you don't know how long it's been sitting, the water's been sitting in the sun, in that soft plastic. So, yeah, I'd, I'd steer clear of um, bottled water. Um, aside from that, you know, it does use up a pretty big energy footprint as well. You know, by the time they, they get the water, by the time they make the plastic bottles, you're looking at cost of transporting the water, refrigerating the water, and then ultimately, you know, up to a third only of that plastic is recycled. So the rest goes into our landfill. So, you know, I'm a fan of getting a good quality water bottle yourself and don't leave home without it. So there are some plastics that make good quality water yeah, bottles? The, yeah, the theory, you're generally the harder the plastic is, the less movement, the less BPA. But there's water bottles around that are promoting mm. the fact that they're BPA-free. I quite like... Um, you just got to be more careful with it. I kind of like um, glass bottles for carrying water around. And you can get some really nice ones that have shock absorbent 
um, edges outsides <laughs> yes. um, or um, stainless steel yes you can get good quality stainless steel water bottles as well but you know we we always we're leaving a house even if we're just going for a short trip i'll often grab a water bottle fill it up out of the filter and you know off and away mm. and uh, we've talked about tap water we've talked about filtered water and there's still one option to go well yep so we talked about tap and and why you know you should steer clear of those commercial bottles so um so I'm a big fan of, of filtering the water. As I said, we're so fortunate to have good quality water, but I think there is a benefit to just taking the last traces of those chemicals out of that water supply. Um, and we're always talking about healthy, clean food. So I think, you know, eating organic. So I think we should place just as much importance on healthy water as well, particularly if we're trying to encourage our kids and, you know, ourselves and, and particularly the elderly to be drinking water. I think there's good merit in it. So there's three three different types of filters you can choose depending on your needs and your budget. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is the granular or the carbon blocks. So there's quite a few of these on the market um, and they're a low cost starting point. Um, so they're basically like a jug you can buy that has a, a central unit in it and you just fill it up out of your tap. Yes. And then put it in the fridge if you want cold water, leave it on the bench if you want room temperature water. And it, it is an interesting experiment, experiment to do actually, to fill up a jug of water and just leave it on the sink. And you'll find within a short period of time, you'll get quite a strong smell of chlorine coming oh, away. Wow. Again, the chlorine is within the Australian safety limits, but the fact is if you're drinking two litres of it every day and doing that for years, then I think that could become a problem. So um, so the, the those those jug-type ones are a good starting place. Um, the next one after that is a... They're a sort of a bigger unit. Um, we use one in at work, and basically it's like, um, it's like a water stand. Mm -hmm. So it's got a, a more complex filter arrangement in it, um, and the idea is you fill up the top with your tap water, it slowly drips through a bigger filter and then into a reservoir. So you've got like a bigger quantity. So if you've got a family, um, and again, they're sort of middle, middle, middle to low, lowish, around maybe around the two hundred dollar mark for one of those. The jugs may be around the fifty dollar mark. Mm -hmm. um, so we use that at work because we can just top it up and we don't have to have it plumbed in. It's just an easy one to use, and I think we replace the filters on that every six months or so. Same as the the jug. And then probably one of the ideal ones is, um, but again, it's it's the more expensive version. It's a reverse osmosis filter. It sounds magic. <laughs> the problem with the reverse osmosis is that you do lose quite a bit of the water. It sort of pushes the water through a membrane, so it removes a lot of things from your water. But um, there's brands around that have that reverse osmosis component, so that's going to give you the cleanest water, but you're losing some of your mineral content as well. So... Um, it's a matter of weighing that up, but they're ones, they're ones around that you can then it can alkalize your water as well. So there's a component to it that makes your body more alkaline, or makes your water more alkaline. Uh, I think they're a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can all do with being a bit more alkaline. Um, so, but that'd be more one of the top of the line ones with the reverse osmosis and the the alkalinizing component to it as well and of course the expense goes up with each of the yeah. improvements yeah yeah mm, and with mm. the reverse osmosis you can get that plumbed in under your sink as well so and then get a tap on top so it it fits in easy as well but you know either you know starting depending on where your budget is 
as uh, one thing I do recommend to all my patients though is work towards getting your water as clean as you possibly can same as we want to you know work towards getting our food as clean as we possibly can as well so it's all goes hand in hand now you've got a talk coming up fairly soon Peter uh, our next talk in the new year you know we let people have Christmas off <laughs> nice marginally let our hair down for a little while for Christmas but um yeah our first talk for the new year is on the 23rd of Jan um, on talking about weight loss and the ketogenic diet particularly. Okay, that sounds good. And uh, we should also mention while the 2 RFM Christmas raffle is on that there you've provided a couple of things for the Christmas raffle. There yeah, if, 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 if anyone hasn't got their 2 R tickets yet, there's some amazing prizes. Have you seen the list of prizes? They're astounding. Oh, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. People have been so generous, generous yeah. in donating um, wonderful, wonderful prizes. And I think we've donated... I think four maybe health packs including initial consultation testing mm -hmm. um and maybe some supplements as well so yeah if anyone hasn't got their tickets yet for the 2NUR Christmas raffle just a reminder that Christmas is only or Boxing Day, three weeks away. So yes, Christmas, three amazing. weeks yesterday. Yes, indeed. And, of course, the Christmas raffle tickets have to be bought by next Thursday, next uh, Wednesday. Okay. Next Wednesday okay. the 13th. So, yes, so that it's all going to be properly supervised and uh, drawn out by uh, a member of the police force. Fantastic. <laughs> In fantastic. the Todd Sergeant show, that's the end of next week. So that's it for water today. Yeah, and if people want a bit more water about uh, information about water... Um, they can always get onto our website. We've got all the blogs there on um, why why water's number one so important for the body, but importantly, you know how you can go about getting it as clean as possible. So um, yeah, people can get onto our website. We've got hundreds and hundreds of blogs there, but the water one will definitely be there. And your website is um, if people just go to mullenhealth.com.au. That'll get you there. All good. Well, thank you very much, Peter Mullen. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Fantastic, Jane. For Lovely to see you. Health and well-being on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.